0: Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. It's 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Uh, Great pre-owned inventory. The pre-owned inventory, they've gone through with a fine-tooth comb. And sales staff that's going to work with you. Service department's going to take care of it. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Up, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, play-by-play call of the day. Oh, the Flyers are getting it done out of nowhere. Out to the left point, here's Proveroff with a shot. He scores! Ivan Proveroff wins it in overtime, his first overtime goal in the playoffs. And Philadelphia lives to see another day as they force game six on Thursday. Final score in overtime. The Flyers win game five, four to three. Phew. And Tim Saunders on the Flyers network, but here is the part that I think Flyer fans should really feel good about: is winning is one. Now the secondary, Giroux scored, then Reamsdyke scored. Suddenly, guys that weren't scoring scored.
1: They meant to that,
0: and that is what put them in a position to win. They played most of the game with the lead, but they won, and that is the most important part. All right. There has been college football played. Central Arkansas on Saturday night in an FCS game defeated Austin P twenty four seventeen. Even though Austin P electrified everybody with a seventy five yard touchdown run to open the game in the first play from scrimmage. The um, Austin P is only going to play three games. They've got Pitt next a uh, week from Saturday. And uh, George Benjamin now joins us from Tennessee, uh, who covers Austin P. Welcome. It's really great to have you with us on the show today.
2: Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you. So they play at Montgomery, they score a 75 yard run from scrimmage. We just talked about Joe Hour. Now we're going to talk about uh, Austin P getting the season off to a bang. Uh, What was it like for the players to be in that situation where the entire nation is watching and there's a a, a smattering of fans (laughs) and trying to play this game?
2: Um, Probably surreal. Um, Probably the best way I can put it. Um, You know, you alluded to that, I think, lifetime 357 uh, winning percentage. Um, You know, football in Clarksville, uh, Tennessee, at least college football, in Clarksville, Tennessee, has never really been, um, you know, particularly great, uh, to say the least. I mean, in, in, and I'm, we're talking only, you know, a few years ago, this football team uh, was, was, was struggling. The program was struggling. Um, you know, they, I think at one point they had uh, the longest, the nation's longest losing streak, which I think at the time was uh, 28, 29 games in a row they had mm-hmm. lost. Uh, it had been a couple of years since they had won a game. Um, they finally got, you know, they finally got off the snide a little bit uh, and started winning some games. And it really started with uh, Will Healy, who is yeah. uh, currently Charlotte's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in. He was a young guy, young co- uh, offensive coordinator that came out of UT Chattanooga um, uh, down in Tennessee, and uh, started to really turn this program around um his youth and his enthusiasm and his energy really kind of uh changed the dynamics you know he i think two straight years austin p had uh the one of the nation's top recruiting classes in fcs out of fcs school so um that's when it that's when it started to turn around and then of course last year they they finished 11 of four their yep. best season they've ever had and yep. you know won the ovc for the first time in 40 in 40 years and um and got to the playoffs for the first time and then got all the way to the you know quarterfinals uh, ended up getting beat by uh uh ended up getting beat by uh, Montana State so um you know it was it was to, to have the entire nation watching them uh, last Saturday was a little bit surreal like i said it it just you know um y- you get an opportunity to play on a big stage like this and you think you know there's going to be you know 50,000 people in the stands and you know there are only Maybe two thousand people in the stands, yes <laughs> so yeah. it was it was uh, it was a it was it was an, a thrilling experience, but also a weird one because you know just this whole the past six months have just been complete wacko uh <laughs> with, with college with college yeah. athletics, and you know Austin p included OVC all of it
0: all right uh, I believe what Austin p ends up playing only what three games that'll be yeah, the total number of 3 games. All right, so I want to ask you was there any trepidation on the part of the players were there any opt-outs before this uh before this game before the season began?
2: Well, no no no. Uh none of the players at Austin P were going <laughs> there were n- none of them were going to uh, opt out of this season. Um in, in fact, you know, there probably are a few uh that could have and you would you would have completely understood one one of them was uh Joseph Joseph Smith uh, the defensive lineman uh for Austin P he um his his daughter was born prematurely back in May mm-hmm. um and uh you know that's been you know they the his family has kind of gone through a you know just this kind of heart-wrenching struggle to to you know make sure that that uh that his daughter's healthy um, you would think that out of everybody on the team, that would be the one guy you would he, that would say, you know what, mm-hmm. with this virus going around, you know this, this you know I, I can't take any chances. I'm going to opt out. He he didn't opt out. So, um, you know, nobody on this team wanted to opt out. you know the this is what these guys love to do um and i don't think anybody would have blamed any athlete for right. for opting out if they if that's what they had chose to do but um all these kids you know they're 100 percent on board you know they want to play they wanted to you know they wanted to play this season obviously the ovc uh as a conference kind of joined the rest of the fcs conferences and deciding to Um, Opt out of the fall um, and uh, move their conference games to the spring, but the OVC did give its member schools uh, the opportunity to play at uh, up to four uh, non-conference games. So Austin Peay was able to schedule three. So you know they'll have uh, they played Saturday. They'll have Pitt in two weeks, and then they'll finish up the fall um, at Cincinnati on the nineteenth.
0: Yeah. uh, Okay. So now, uh, what about the testing part of it? There has to be a post-game test. Central Arkansas is playing again Thursday night, Uh, so they tested on Sunday and they had zero. Uh, They're being retested yesterday. I don't have that yet. Has Austin P been tested yet? Post-game?
2: Yeah, they've gone through testing, and in fact, um, there were um, there were reports prior to the game starting uh Saturday that um they didn't you know they they didn't have their entire team uh with them on on Saturday when they played down in Montgomery um some of which uh, I guess some of those players um uh, I I don't know if they te- they if several players had tested positive or if they were being quarantined because they had been around um, individuals who mm-hmm. had tested positive that's sort of the uh sticking point i think with Austin P that that you know that i've been trying to figure out is is whether or not they had some athletes that okay. tested positive or not i know that they were without um their leading wide receiver and dangelo wilson who was uh, um all, OV, all all ovc player last year i think he led the nation in receiving yards uh, among fcs mm-hmm. uh, schools um he didn't he didn't he, he didn't make the trip to Montgomery. Um and so in it Josephus Smith, their the defensive lineman didn't make that trip either. Uh all three of their long snappers didn't make the trip. Austin P had some if you watch the game on Saturday, Austin P had some issues with their sure. uh punt with their punt team uh yes. snapping the ball. All three of the long snappers didn't make that trip either. Okay. So um, you know, so they they left quite a bit of uh, players um, behind in Clarksville when they made that trip to Montgomery. Um, now I'm sure that they've already been tested uh, since those you know those players have um, returned from Montgomery. Not only the players that have returned, but the the, the kids that have uh, that stay behind. Uh, I'm sure that they've all been tested. I haven't heard of any uh, anything new regarding. Um, you know regarding those tests but Austin P does have the benefit of um, having a ba- basically a week off before they you know before they play Cincinnati so they'll they'll have some time there um, to get those guys um, tested um, see if they can you know uh, get, get some negative tests and then you know have yeah. those guys ready to go um, on the 12th.
0: There is a Penn State connection, and that is Damian Barber, who played yeah. for Penn State the last couple of years. Uh, he transferred to Austin P. What has been the early thought process uh, in Tennessee about uh, Damian Barber's addition to the roster and to their defensive line depth?
2: Well, you know, that was one of the things that – that was one of the positives, uh, you know, coming into the season about the Austin Peay's, uh particularly, like you said, their depth at defensive line – um, was the addition of him um anytime anytime a, a school like austin p uh starts to bring in f b s transfers yeah, they that's have gonna...
0: they have four mississippi state transfers on that team yeah
2: yeah um once that once you start getting that kind of um uh attention uh then you figure that your your football program is is probably doing something right <laughs> yeah. um you know now now a lot of those guys were um you know c- came into the program uh thinking that uh Mark Hudspeth would be the head coach. Right. You know obviously he was the coach that that led the team last year led Austin P last year to the eleven four four season and you know their best season of all time. Um but he's no longer there. He abruptly resigned in July and, and now they have uh, Marcus Lovings who is there uh, who's the interim coach right now um who you know has taken over. Um, the head coaching duty. So, uh, but with um, with the addition of uh, guys like Barber, and you know I mentioned Josephus Smith, who's on mm-hmm. the D line. He was an All OVC performer last year. Um, you know their depth there is uh, is pretty solid, and um, you know they they feel like Barber is going to you know he's going to add a tremendous amount of um, you know strength and, you know, the, just the, the the physical ability um, that he has, the experience that he has playing on, the, you know, at, at the higher, highest level that you can play in the Big Ten. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're really excited about what he can bring to the table.
0: And then, well, you're just pit and Cincinnati the last two uh, for them for this particular season. Uh, will the OVC consider a conference schedule in the spring semester?
2: Yeah, that is their that, – that's the – that's the plan for the OVC is to play their conference games uh, in the spring. Um, I, I think there's a few OVC schools, and, I, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Eastern Kentucky is is one of them, um, who are uh, who are trying to uh, are trying to see if they can play a more complete fall schedule, um, but. You know, the rest of these OVC schools, they're they're planning on playing their conference games in the spring. And I think, you know, the the biggest reason and the biggest reason why a lot of the FCS schools have decided to do that is because there is some, um, I I guess there is some expectation that the FCS division will have its uh, playoffs in the spring as well. Um, so you know, if you if you, if you're thinking, and I'm sure Austin Peace thinking the same thing, if they want another chance to make a run at the at the FCS postseason, then yeah, you got to play your games in the spring. Hope hopefully you can you know win the OVC again and get back into the FCS playoffs. You know, crossing your fingers that the FCS playoffs will will happen in the spring as well.
0: George, an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Really appreciate. It. Hope it's uh, this is not the last. Never thought we'd be talking about Austin P football on here. But they played and successfully. Didn't win, but it was successful. Because they came out of the game, as did Central Arkansas, unscathed. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us uh, on the show today. The um, Really nothing to update on the Big Ten. Uh, tomorrow night, by the way, on the Penn State Coaches Show featuring James Franklin. James Franklin will be on the show. He'll be on about 6.30 tomorrow. And Sandy Barber uh, will be on the show as well at the beginning. So that's what we have tomorrow night. So you get a chance to hear from the vice president for intercollegiate athletics and the head football coach tomorrow night, 6.05 to 7 o'clock. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK on the Penn State Sports Network whether they've even discussed or remotely broached the idea of starting in October nobody knows um and that is you know Nobody knows it. But, again, Dan Patrick, the source that he has uh, is the same source that broke the story wide open that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten might not play this fall. Well, that source has already proven himself. And because he has, it does at least lend credence to having any conversation about it. And uh, the uh, that's why we've talked about it. But it doesn't mean they've brought it up. We don't know. When it comes to testing protocols, not just testing protocols, but when it comes to they say they want better medical protocols and so forth in place in the conference, I will say this obviously something has been working in the conference and when and the reason I say that is they've talked about myocarditis how's it been caught it's been caught because the medical personnel's been really good that's why it's been caught They've already proven they should have your confidence that they can get the job done. And as for the testing part, that's where the president's phone call comes in. He, he did discuss with the commissioner about the 150 million rapid tests that the White House has bought, that some of which, obviously, you wouldn't need all 150 million. Yeah. You know, in the staff meeting, the suit brought up like getting the 150 million, then selling them on the black market. It's just, but it's just, he thinks differently than the rest of us. Don't shake your head, Matt. You know it's true. It was a get rich quick scheme. But the 150 million, some of which can go to the Big Ten. For their athletes. You could test three times a week, you could test after games, then practice, test in the middle of the week, practice, you can test the day before the morning of the game. And they claim that this test is 85 to 92% reliable. Okay. So that's why talking about October 10th, the door is open to talking about it, even though it may not be considered at all. It may not even, There may have never have been a syllable about it. But the reason October 10th is brought up as a possibility is that that would be the latest the Big Ten could start the season and qualify somebody for the college football playoff if that team happened to be worthy of it. So that's why we've talked about it. And the other parts we've talked about, the Penn State testing numbers were good 222 tests and one positive, which is good. It's what you want to see. Especially when the tests were done August 24th through the 28th, which would be uh, Monday through Friday. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Force Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth, and online at SunburyMotors.com. Ford Lincoln, Kia Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Care, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online. At SunburyMotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai—great pre-owned inventory, which they go over with a fine tooth comb—and sales department that works hard to work with you. Look, here's the bottom line: they don't only want, obviously they want to make a sale, but they want to conduct their business in such a way where you become a repeat customer. You only become a re- repeat customer when you feel like. The salesperson has your absolute best interest at heart, and they're working with you. That's how you get repeat customers, by being a caring salesperson. That's what Sunbury Motors has. And a fabulous service department to take care of that life of the vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at SunburyMotors.com. Great to have you with us. The Phillies are playing well. They've added to the bullpen. I think David Phelps will help them, by the way. He's somebody that has pitched for Joe Girardi before with the Yankees and Joe Girardi trusts. And... That's important. Trust is important. That is one of the elements in coaching, which never gets talked about enough. Why does he play or she play X over Y? You can see Y is so talented, so great. Well, guess what? They may trust X more. That's the reason. I'll never forget at Michigan... One person after another, you got to play Drew Henson. What a great athlete Drew Henson is. He's a natural quarterback out there. They kept criticizing Lloyd Carr because he kept playing the other guy. He'd play Henson some, but then the other guy would come in, and And he finally had the other guy end up being the quarterback instead of Drew Henson. He used criticize left and right for it. The other guy's name was Tom Brady. Yeah. It's not like Drew Henson was not a good college quarterback. He was. It wasn't like uh, Drew Henson wasn't a good athlete out there. Drew Henson even pitched, you know, baseball. But... There was something about Brady that Lloyd Carr saw something in. He got criticized by the media. He got criticized by the fans. Why are you playing this guy for? Now, of course, all those people that criticize Lloyd Carr about Tom Brady, are the first one, to say, you know, he's a Michigan guy. You know, hey, we're awfully proud of him. I bet you are. Yeah. Zach Wheeler tonight. 3-0, 2.58 ERA. Not only that, he's got a really nice 3-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio against some dude named Max Scherzer. What do we know about him? 3-1, 3.86 ERA. ERA has 55 strikeouts in 37 innings. That's pretty impressive. Alec Poems out to a good start, 291. I'm good and happy for Alec. Let's see. Harper's hitting two eighty nine, seven homers, pretty good. McCutcheon homered last night. Got five.
1: That was a moonshot w- last night.
0: I always like Gregorius to begin with. Adam Hazley's gonna be back in the lineup tonight. Hitting two ninety two. He's playing center field. So there you go. Says tickets are available. No, I'm just kidding. Uh no. Just kidding. Right now, the Phillies are just uh, three games back of Atlanta in the division. They're tied with Miami. Both would make the playoffs today. The NBA tonight, Miami-Milwaukee six thirty. Miami won the opener. Game 7, Houston and Oklahoma City tonight at 9, both on ESPN. Imagine if Oklahoma City wins. Russell Westbrook goes to Houston from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City still beats him. In fact, people don't realize. I mean, James Harden started his career in Oklahoma City, too. And in the NHL, one game tonight Colorado and Dallas out in Edmonton at eight. Dallas leads the series. The Stars do three games to two. Your guy Chapman, suspended. Aaron Boone, suspended. And justifiably so for a headhunting incident last night. Kevin Cash, Tampa Bay's manager, was suspended, but he was right. 101-mile-per-hour fastball near the head of pinch hitter Michael Brousseau. Both benches cleared. Chapman's first pitch, with two out in the ninth, whizzed past his head. Umpires met before issuing warnings to both benches. The Rays, by the way, are seven and two against the Yankees this year. Hmm. Garrett Cole makes more money than the entire Rays team. No, I'm just kidding. It's close. I saw that last night. Like, whoa. 101 by the noggin. It's not good, man.
1: Yeah. not good. A little bit too far. Not that Cash's comments were any better.
0: Oh, no. Nothing wrong with what Cash said. Zero. He's out there defending his people. Nothing wrong with that. You just don't like the fact that he labeled your group and your fan base. Because <laughs> you I don't take care it personally. about that, but I think it is a you little take it odd take to it see- personally.
1: <laughs> you just you can't say that. Oh, I have a whole damn table of of, of full of guys that threw that throw ninety eight period. I mean, come on now, that's a little out of line.
0: Hey, he got suspended. Be he happy, did.
1: and I'm Be glad happy. he did be happy but and Boone and Chapman were deservedly so suspended as well
0: he's doing more with less than your guy (laughs) your guy's got an embarrassment of riches and isn't winning much
1: lately well you got that right no argument there
0: (laughs) so so Newman
1: uh, Newman
0: Jamie Newman, the single most sought-after grad transfer from Wake Forest, finally goes through all this, and he picks Georgia. He is going to be the guy, Georgia. And today he opted out. Today, he opted out. So, that means JT Daniels will be the starter against Arkansas. Years ago, Jadavion Clowney, who ended up being the first overall pick of the draft, going to then the Houston Texans. I think Clowney's still a free agent right now, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, nobody signed him. He was with Seattle last year. You know, if the Eagles could have blocked him, it would have helped. Um, that
1: was a dirty hit on Carson Wentz. It's, it's just
0: see again. Your per, I mean, see, I just watched the game. <laughs> just watch the game. I think I should
1: have blocked him. Having said that, I wouldn't mind if the Eagles signed them.
0: Oh now, oh yeah.
1: It was still a dirty was that, hit.
0: Was that 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 line in the movie Major League? Uh, Parkman was Major League Two. He does that little shimmy at the plate and the women in Cleveland love him. <laughs> Then he gets traded to the White Sox, and he comes to the plate, and he says, and Ann Parkman does that little shimmy at the plate, and it makes all the women in Cleveland puke. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's now on the other team. It's like, all right, great. Uh, So, opt-outs. When Clowney played his sophomore year, he had a very dominant. He had a dominant sophomore year at South Carolina. Then he had that big... That gigantic, I think it was the Outback Bowl. I don't think it was the Capital One Bowl. I think it was the Outback Bowl, and he just on a play just destroyed Smith of Michigan. It's been played over and over and over again. And there are a lot of people that were then writing, you know, he shouldn't, you know, this guy should not play. He shouldn't play. He, you know, just get ready for the draft. He shouldn't play. We have become. As a media and a society of don't do anything. You've done enough. Don't do anything. We've gone from, from guys like Cal Ripken out there playing every day. Oh, and by the way, he got criticized for playing every day. Shouldn't be playing every day. <laughs> okay, maybe you don't think I should be doing this show every day. I don't know. <sighs> you should be opting out load management everything's about not not doing you're not doing it it's become everything's become about not doing something now have you noticed that he should opt out he should you know he should sit out you know load management shouldn't play needs rest it's like oh for goodness sakes okay so it all started with clowning well, he played, and to his credit, he turned in a very mediocre season as a junior, but was still the first overall pick in the draft. Then, really, the one that got it going was Nick Bosa. Bosa did play. They're playing that game in Arlington against TCU. TCU. He then gets hurt. I mean, he gets, I mean, it was an abdominal injury. I mean, he really got hurt. But the report initially said that by the beginning of November, he could be back. He finally decides in October, "Uh, I'm not going to come back. I'm going to get ready for the draft. And that really started the ball rolling on people. Um, thinking about, hey, maybe I should get ready for the draft. It's happened in college basketball. I mean, there are players that have decided not to be in the NIT, for example, that to get ready for the draft. And you know what the interesting thing is? Uh, the interesting thing about that is is the first guy to do it from Colorado, I'm getting ready for the draft, never got drafted. Okay. So, is this going to be um, uh, the trend moving forward? And to me, that's fine. If if that's the trend moving forward, it doesn't bother me. In college basketball, you've got one and done. You get used to it. But I will say this about one thing about college basketball with one and duns, or with those who decide not to go to college and then go to the G League or go to Australia, guess what they're still doing during that year? They're playing. A one-and-done is still playing. They're playing college basketball. Somebody who decides not to go to college and go directly to the G League is still playing basketball. Somebody that goes to Australia or to Europe or wherever or New Zealand to play, they're still playing basketball. Then they go to the draft, so they're still playing. And opt-out in football. Guess what you're not doing? You're not playing. That's the part that people don't get. In basketball, whether you... I'm not going to go to college and go to the G League. Okay. I'm not going to college and go to New Zealand or Australia, which has happened, or Europe. Okay. Or I'm going to go to college, play for one year, and then go to the NBA draft. In each case, what are you doing? You're still playing. You're still working on your game. You're still playing games. You're still active. When you opt out in football, guess what you're not doing? You're not playing. And football, like basketball, I think like anything, is something that you, in order to stay sharp, you need to keep playing. And that's what you're gonna find. You're gonna find I would not be surprised that you find a real mixed bag of success stories of those who opt out. Where some, you know, there'll be some that are just so good they can opt out and they're fine, and they'll have really good NFL careers, and you're gonna have find some that opt out that like they just because they haven't played, they can't get it back. That's what you're going to find. I think it's going to be a real mixed bag on opt-outs. There'll be some that, no matter what, just that good they can. There'll be some that, like, it's going to take – they can't recapture it. you get it's. You got to keep playing. And then basketball, you can talk about one and duns and all those other – but all of them have the same thing in common. They're all still playing. LaMelo Ball, you haven't seen him play college basketball. He's going to be a top five pick, but guess what LaMelo Ball's been doing the last couple of years? He's been playing all the time. Opting out of football means you're not playing. In fact, the opt-outs right now, like we talked about Jamie Newman today from Wake Forest, they're going to be... Before they play in a preseason game, they're going to go 19 months without playing a football game. It's a long time. Come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKLK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. You've uh, been able to, uh, over time, hear the the jaded opinions of Matt Catrillo when it comes to his teams. They can do no wrong.
1: Oh, they can do plenty of wrong.
0: Well, they can do plenty of wrong because they're not winning enough for you. But then, then when push comes to shove, that guy's dirty. That manager's a bad guy. It's it's, it's kinda of, actually had had the guts to stand up to us. He's a bad guy. I worry about
1: you. So does my wife.
0: So does Luke. Yeah, that too. You can just see the look in his eyes. I worry about that.
1: Well, he was watching the Flyers game with me last night. I got a couple of looks from him. Every time I cheered or got mad about something. <laughs> But he's getting used to it, which is good.
0: That's okay. I, I, I took a moment and I looked at uh, the Red Sox are playing the Braves tonight. And as you know, the Red Sox, they are just they are awful. I I looked at who they're pitching tonight. I'm like, who the heck is
1: this? <laughs> that is something if you don't know who's pitching.
0: I'm looking like, who is he? 31? First of all, he's 31. I'm like, where'd he come from? I mean, I think. <laughs> I, I think he was driving. He was on the MTA, and they just brought him over because he was tall.
1: <laughs> Where's the king when we need him? He'd be, He'd be flabbergasted by this, too.
0: I sat there and went, well, who is this guy? I think they got him in the in the bets trade, I think. But I'm like, they're doing this stuff with the, well, he's more of an opener. I'm listening to the pregame last night with Joe Castiglione and Ron Renneke, the manager, and he's more of an opener. I'm like, oh, we're doing that stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now we're doing stupid stuff. He's an opener. An opener, really?
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the opener either.
0: It's dumb. It Enough's really is enough. Oh, it really is.
1: If I know, because if I see they, that in advance, I put automatic L.
0: If the guy that you bring in second is expected to go five innings, which is what they expect, what's the difference? <laughs> It's stupid. I'm just, I see stuff that they do today. I'm like, I'm sorry. MIT doesn't have a winning record.